Hello once again. We're back in the Wrestling Open Forum studio, aka basement. Yeah. And we're still under quarantine. But me and Dutch trust each other, so we're only three feet apart instead of six feet. Whoa, I don't know. Words trust is a big word. Oh, Couldn't even say Dutch. it there for a minute. Whatever. <laughs> the last time I ever asked you to do a podcast with me. You're a freaking liar too. <laughs> All right, I hope you checked out the first and second episode. This is the third episode right here on the High Spots Wrestling Network. And thank you for joining us. we got some hot topics for you. I need to go there, by the way. I, I thought as soon as I said hot topics, I thought about That's where I hot get, topics. Yeah. You can't say hot topics without no, thinking about the you shop. You can say hot topics. And it's okay to talk about hot topic on a wrestling podcast because they support your boys. Oh, AEW, yeah, 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 yeah. Young that's Bucks. Where, that's where I get my shirts. All that, yeah. And my pop collection. Do you do you do you order anything online? I have been actually since the pandemic. I've really? been ordering a lot. Yeah, I've ordered. I thought about uh, like ten- I thought about just going like taking a hundred dollars and just ordering like wrestling shirts on like Dude. pro wrestling tee. Like find wrestlers that I like and just ordering and their, just order shirts. their shirt. Yeah. That's what Dylan did. Really? So Dylan got his uh, unemployment. Uh-huh. And he got. Uh, like all of it up front. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. But he That's got it all it up front. Oh, okay. Unemployment. I'm thinking yeah. like your stimulus check. No, yeah. He got his unemployment like mm-hmm. up front. We're like, dang, dude. And uh, he's like, you know what? He said, as soon as I got that money, I went and I spent $100 on wrestling shirts. And Heck I yeah. Like, I need, yeah. Uh, like, I have a bunch of wrestling shirts, but they're all ones I got for free from like New Japan or. I did, yeah. Like one of the like, companies yeah. I worked for. So I need to spend some money and support. And you need to support by buying our shirt at wear1820.com. I got a Chris Jericho shirt. It's the one where you call him uh, Jericho. Oh, damn it, Dutch. I'm trying to sell our shirts. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I was... You're fucking it up. Yeah, okay. Nonetheless, we got a good episode for you. So enjoy. This is the Wrestling Open Forum Show. Welcome back to the Wrestling Open Forum Show. My name is Patrick. This is my cohort in crime, Dutch. And we are the host of the Wrestling Open Forum show. This is episode three. And basically, if you haven't seen this, this is your first episode that you're catching. What we do is we have three topics. We shoot through them. Last about an hour. It's in a podcast format. We just talk some shit, have some fun, and try to give back to the wrestling world in this pandemic. Try to. We are. We are. I hope. Yeah. If, if, if you watch this, then we're giving back. And you know what? If not, then it's just a way for me and Dutch to hang out for an hour and talk about wrestling. It's the third episode, three for Dale, baby. Remember. Three for Dale. Always remember, baby. <laughs> Always remember. If you don't know, we're from but, North Carolina, so obviously that holds a special spot for us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm always I'm always the one taking the lead on these things. So I'm going to give it up to Dutch mm, on this episode. So So Dutch, the floor is yours. I will drink my beverage of choice. Which is vodka. So no. It's actually sweet tea. I don't believe it. He said he was getting coffee, but now he's doing well, sweet Well, I have tea. a sweet tea and a coffee. I don't know where my coffee went. What are you so, drinking? Water? Yeah, of course, man. Look at that in big this, old orange bottle. You're drinking water in this, like you drink this by 3 p.m., this by 5 p.m., I do. this by 12 yeah. p.m. Actually, I drink that whole thing uh, in like one sitting. What? Yeah. Is that why you piss every like 30 yeah. seconds? Yeah. I'm trying to get back into shape, man. I missed that. So... Uh, I'm taking the reins on this Really, were you ever in shape? Was I ever in shape? I was in high school. I was in shape like once in my life. It was when I was 33 or 34. I was more in shape in high school than I was when I wrestled. Of course. Did you you play any sports in high school? No. I was just in shape. That's interesting. Yeah. I was was in shape in high school only because I played sports. And you had like, 
you don't have to, but the what you did was you went to football practice after school. Right, right. And practice from like I was three actually, to five thirty. Then you go home, do homework, then you go to sleep. Repeat, repeat the next day. Yeah. Mm. Rinse and repeat. I was actually in shape um also when I was like twenty five. Mm. And it was the first time I had hit one one sixty. So I weighed two twenty and I went all the way to two sixty or one sixty. Whoa. I lost a lot of weight. How'd you yeah. do it? Just cardio? Dude, lots of cardio. Not eating. Lots of cardio, watching my calories. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was I was scary small. So I was Ooh. like, so I gained That's 15 pounds back, though. That'd be interesting to see though. that size. Well, have, how much do you weigh now? I weigh 207 now. Okay, that's yeah. not bad. So I put all the weight back on. Well... Not all the way, but I mean, you look at me, you're like, oh, that's not that much. But yeah. could you imagine, like, you're like me, I'm fat as fuck, and people, <laughs> and people are like, you're not fat. I'm like, you know, like, if, if I show you, yeah, if I yeah. show you the scale, I'm fat. <laughs> I am fat. So I guess uh, I took the reins on this one. Yep. I, I came up with three topics. Like, yes, you did the other day, and look, you wanna you wanna just jump right into it? We can, but you gotta throw it to the topic. So let's go to topic number one, baby. Mm. So our first topic is uh it's gonna get a little weird because i definitely want to know your opinion on it uh because i have my opinion okay so we all know the story of ach mm-hmm. so this topic is about this him. is a little dated but it's, there it's, was it's, an there was an article that came out right. where somebody, somebody interviewed him i wish i could remember who it was i can't remember who it was but and, i remember uh, reading the article and was kind of surprised that it is answer yeah ah. yeah um so the headline read uh, I wish I would have never called WWE racist. Mm-hmm. So I remember when this whole thing started and I was reading, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking sides or anything. When it first happened, I was like, I need to know more information. Yeah. That's, but that's, I will, the, that's I, where I was. But I will say, and I'll tell anybody this to their face. I think it got blown way out of proportion. Oh, by the, by the internet. Yes. 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 Way, 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 way out of proportion. Well, and I think, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, when explain, I say this, I'll explain a few things. Yeah, yeah. And, and, finish. And, and this is me because I don't get into hot goss a lot. Mm-hmm. But this is me taking it for what I see it is on the surface. Yeah. And when he was going about it and saying what he was saying, I was like, I get it, mm-hmm. but you need to tone your shit down yeah. or this is going to blow up in your face. Yeah. And then on the other side, I'm looking at WWE and I'm kind of like, you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I understand why he's upset, mm-hmm. and y'all can y'all need to go another way about this. You need to just kill the noise and move on. Yep. But of course, it didn't happen that way. So, nope. that, like we said, it's a little dated. But the the headline today is that he said he wishes he would have never called them racist. Yes. And to give the fans at home that are watching or the people or they're listening on uh, our podcast, the what happened was there was a. Shirt released. I can't. I'm not going to give you dates because I can't remember the, like the time periods. There was a shirt released for Jordan Miles, who was ACH in WWE, yep. and uh, it was it basically represented blackface. And uh, every and I don't you don't have to explain what's wrong with that. Like there, there's no explanation needed. Yeah. For why that is a bad idea and why right. that is an <clears throat> not unconscious decision. And for to his, release his defense was that he okayed the design. He said yeah. he was okay with it, but he did not okay it for a black shirt. Yes, and, and if that if that design because one thing that AC I'm going to call him ACH because I just don't. That's how you uh, know. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, the one thing that he's known for is a smile. 
Like he right. has a very yeah. distinctive yeah. smile, and his his whole gimmick is happy, like uh, Super Scion gimmick. That's his whole mm-hmm. super. Um, so I'm gonna give backstory with Albert. Um, first time I ever met him was at a CZW show in uh, Voorhees, New Jersey. Whoa, there's a city called Voorhees? Yeah. Scary. Continue. It was at the skate park, and everybody remembers the CZW. I can't remember what show it was, but he was the most annoying person I have ever (laughs) met in my entire (laughs) life. And, uh, like, I think Caleb had had given me, like, listen, like, as soon as I I saw him, because I think he was supposed to be on another show, and they got canceled, so he, he showed up at CZW, if I'm not mistaken. And as soon, I never heard of this is before he went to Ring of Honor. This is before he he blew up. Right. I mean, he had a little bit of a in, independent name, but uh, when he went to Ring of Honor, we booked him at PWX a few times, and through that, I I, I got to know him better. And he can still be super annoying, super just because he always he talks all the time. He's very loud. He's very uh, distinct in his belief system. And uh, remember when but, I told you he. I didn't really get a good rub on him when I when yeah. I first met him in Maryland. Yeah, and it's but he's an awesome dude, right? And whenever I th- whenever all this happened, the first thing that I that I thought of was when I went to NXT. The after seeing a few people like seeing Chad, which is Gunner, which is mm-hmm. George, uh, what Striker, I don't know his Riker. name, Riker. Yeah, Striker mm-hmm. is in the MCU. After seeing him. And seeing Martin Stone talking to them, yeah, I see ACH, and he sees me and points at me and goes, he goes, "Come here," and I walk over, and me and him talk, and like he's the one that took me over to the sound stage, mm-hmm. and I saw Strickland and everybody else I knew, yeah, and like I knew I knew him, good, and like like hey man, hug, yeah, hey, how you been doing, good, 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 like go on, yeah, but I, I always thought like he saw me. And saw how not I don't I don't say and I don't want to get into the atmosphere of NXT when I went there, but like he he made me feel comfortable, right? Yeah. And I said, dude, you're you're because he that's when he fought Adam Cole for the title when he had the mm-hmm. contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, dude, you're doing it up here, man. He's like, man, I'm just trying to stay stay afloat. I have no idea what's going on. Like, <laughs> I just show up, work hard, and I'm trying. And then he started getting that push. Yeah, yeah. And I remember after it, I told him how good the match was after the, after the tapings. And uh, I, it's always set with me. So when all when all this went down... Um, so just to clear it up, you had a conversation with him while it was going on. I didn't. I didn't talk, I didn't talk to him after it happened. Okay, no, gotcha. I mean no, I don't know him. Before. Like, yeah, this is all before all. Okay, this yeah. is this was the tapings where he fought, like right at the at the start of his rise. Yeah, when he had won oh, won okay. the number yeah, yeah. like won a match with Adam Cole, and then this was a taping where he faced Adam Cole but got beat. Right, right, and right, like yeah. had an insanely good match, but um, when all this started happening, that's the first thing I thought of was like, man, I hate that this is happening to him, but. What I tell everybody about this situation is whether whether you're wrong or right in a public situation, if you publicly address something, you have to be ready to face consequences. Yeah. Whether whether you are completely in the right or mm-hmm. completely in the wrong. Yep. That's why I've, I've always told people in, in PWX or any company I've ever worked for, 
if you have a problem, come to me or go to Brian mm-hmm. or come to anybody in management and make sure it goes up the chain and try to solve it privately before you make something public. Right, yeah. Because once you make something public in this day and time, you can't take you back. Like, <laughs> then can't. the world, like Twitter, social Facebook, media social media up. takes over. Yeah, yeah. And even it could be like you said a bad word to me that I didn't like, and I didn't like it. Yeah. So I said, we're, that, we're yeah, getting... I said that you were a punk, and then now, now I hate you. Knows. I hate you, and I wish you die. Yeah. That's, what, that's the way social media we're, takes We're getting it. to the point now where people are getting fired for their parents saying something 25, 30 years ago now. Yeah. And it, and it sucks and that that bites people in the ass yes. when they're the one that didn't say it. But now with social media, it's like their family said it, so the whole family is now doomed. Well, yeah. That's not. And it's like. Social media that's, has put if, a if, bind on things if I would tell, now. If I would tell ACH, like if I had direct communication with them, like, <laughs> listen, I understand that you're mad. You have every right to be mad. He did. He had every right you have to be mad. Every like every being in your body has the right to be mad about this situation. Do I I mean, it's not my like it just like it just like I tell everybody. I if I'm not in a situation, I don't make assumptions mm-hmm. of what was thought of, what was approved, what was not approved. Yeah. What I don't think we'll ever get the real full story based on it. Right. But he needed I don't I think he needed somebody with this level head around him. At that time, yeah, the kind of guy to calm his ass down, yeah, and say, "Listen, go through the proper channels. If you go through the proper channels, and they shoot you or blow you off, and there's no resolution, right? Then you have every right to go public about right, it, right, right. But a save evidence, mm-hmm. which he Paper did, trail. he yeah. did. But then he put out <laughs> on social media, yeah, the uh, like the rants." I mean, I just I'm I'm not one that like I rant that's on I rant on this show. Yeah. Because that's what we get paid to do. Right, right. Like yeah. that's what we're here for is right. to rant about stuff. Yeah. But I will never discredit or or accuse uh like racism or something like that against somebody if I don't know the entire story. Right. And uh once again, I wasn't there. If you're not there, you have no idea what the real story is. Yeah. And it's been twisted so much that I don't think anybody really knows except for that that marketing guy, ACH, and maybe Vince. Right. And uh or Hunter. And Hunter, and, yeah, I was gonna say I mean, but like you can't you have to if you jump in that hard and that deep. Right. You have to understand. That you are making accusations about your employer. You have to know what you're getting into. It's just like, I mean, it, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. If you like, if you're at work and you experience racism, mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is is notify somebody that's in management. Yeah, right, right. Notify, like, go through the proper steps. Right. If the proper steps don't go, don't happen the way they should, or it gets buried, or Something blow, of that sort. Blow the whistle. Then, then you yeah. blow the whistle. Yeah. But the first thing you need to don't you need to do is not go on social media, and start talking about right. how racist this company is, and and then because that's one individual. And the, and the thing is, is this is what this is what's so shitty about social media. It's so, social media builds a false hero sense mm-hmm. when you do something. Yep. So if you go on social media and you and you rant about something, even if even if it is not the right move. You have enough people who will build you up to make you think 
that you're a social justice hero. Yes, they will. By doing this, that you get caught up in it. And by the by the end of your little run, you have nothing. You realize there was no point in that because it got nothing done. Yep. And this could have been handled so much better. Absolutely. And I think that's what happened to him. And I think I, do too. I don't know this for a fact. It's just perception. I think he was surrounded by the wrong people. Yeah. I think he got bad advice. Maybe he just didn't have somebody to say, listen, but calm down. Right. Yeah. And and dude, I completely understand. And some people are gonna take this the wrong way. I mean, I'm a fucking middle class white guy trying to give this guy his my opinion on something that is. I mean, but my thing is, which I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make this clear now. Um, to me, I don't give a damn what color you are. Yeah, you're always able to give advice for anything. Well, my but thing some people with, can give better advice for being in those situations. Yes, I don't I don't we can claim, see we can see what's going on and mm-hmm. can still give our opinion yes. and our advice. But people in the situation like ACH and um African Americans, they've been in that situation. So they yes. can give way better advice than we can. But we can tell you we have our own problems, but that is a major problem well, in that's America why, today. Like I like I, I can't I I don't have experience right, that's with what I'm race, saying. like right. people being racist towards me. I, I, don't. I haven't either. I've never, and I, and I never, and I never claim to. Do, I never claim to. Right. I never, I never say that I will give somebody advice or come at you from that from that mindset. Right. I can. I'm just saying what I would have done if I would have been around him. Yeah. I would have said. I would have set him <clears> down, and I'd have said, "Hey, before you go on this tirade, think about think about the." X amount of years yeah. that you've worked your ass off on the independence yeah. to get here. There's a way that we can beat this. And yeah. this is this isn't With, within the system. Yes. And with the shirt, anybody can look at that shirt and say, like, this is wrong. So when So there's you don't have to point that out. Right. You can people like you can see when it. I saw when I heard about all of it and I looked up the shirt, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Like oh, so when God. I saw the shirt, I, w- I was so. So it's if you like do, if you don't know, I have a you know I have a wrestling group mm-hmm. that I like, kind of half run with some other friends, and somebody sent it to me in a mess in Messenger. They're like, "Hey, I, can I post this on the page?" And I was like, "I don't care if it's wrestling. Go ahead." Yeah. But then when they sent it to me, and it was like I, I don't remember the headlines, but I, I clicked on it and I saw the shirt and I was like, "Whoa, Whoa yeah." I was like, uh, like you can't like. I don't know, but it's. I'm like, damn. I like, I see where ACH is coming from, and I see what he's talking about. Yeah. But at first, at first, I will say my mind didn't go that way mm-hmm. because people know I don't give a damn about your color. Yeah. I really don't. I just like people. Yeah. So when, at first I was like, so what's? And I was like, oh, it looks like, it looks like blackface. Yeah. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, it's like, that's kind of weird. Well, the thing is, is. He kept hammering, 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 hammering that it's racist, that it's racist, that it's racist. Mm-hmm. And anybody can just look at the shirt. No, like you don't have mm-hmm. to. You don't have to explain why the shirt is racist. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's right. completely obvious. Yeah, it's very to obvious. to anybody yeah. of of color. Like no matter your race, no matter your color. Yeah, it's completely obvious. So, like once again, I think like there is nothing. More that I would love to, that that I would love to see before all this happened that I'd love to see after is him get a get a shot to make it right. 
Yeah, yeah. Because he is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my entire life in professional right. wrestling. Yeah. He's one of the best wrestlers and can carry a story and, and with his athleticism and his selling ability and just his his like verbal cues, his yeah. like his I mean, all oh, of it yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it is just so good. Yep. That it's just a shame. And that's like if I had like the final uh, opinion on the whole matter is I wish somebody would have been around him to help him go through the proper channels and the proper yeah. steps to take care of this situation he, as opposed to doing it publicly on social media, which in like got him fired. Right. And, and got and and I think now I think it was like, it was built by rage and I understand, I completely yeah. understand it, man. I don't, I don't understand it from a, uh, like I've experienced situation, I completely understand why you're pissed off about it. I yeah. can completely. You, you don't have to explain that to me. Yeah, and I just think there he, was. He was just a bad time, man. Just I just there just, was there like that's, the whole situation sucks for both parties, and I think it especially sucks for ACH because he he went on a downfall after that where he wasn't getting bookings and he wasn't yeah. like. I, I'm not going to speak on his behalf, but from what I see, from what I saw, it seemed like he just wasn't in the right state of mind. Yeah. And he didn't really, like you said, he didn't have that person there to help him he didn't have somebody this there to situation. And I kind of... Not even guide him, just give him good advice. Just give, yeah. Just and, keep him level-headed. Right. And I hope, I hope that it all eventually works out for him and he goes and gets what he deserves and goes back up through the ranks again. Yes. There was, um, there's... Last thing I'll say about it is there is nothing more that I would love to see than him get back to the top of the wrestling industry. Yeah, I do too. And even though the one conversation with him mm -hmm. just rubbed me the wrong way, I I don't judge him for that. Yeah, I, I mean, he's one of those I, people that you have to meet. Like, so that's what I was going to say. You have, have to, to sit down him. and get to know him because I know he's into the same stuff oh, I yeah. am. Yeah, I know he's into that into the nerd stuff like I am, and and he's a wrestler, right? And, like. I'm sorry, wrestlers, but when you get to a venue, you turn into wrestler mode, yeah. and you're not you're not like everyday person mode. Nope. You're wrestler mode. Yep. You you have your ego. You have your uh, you and and you have to. So it's like you're prepping. Like, yeah. You you're, you you're have prepping. to. You have like the, if if there might be people's uh, routine that they get into the character when they as soon as they walk in the door of the venue, they and that's all, how they yeah, carry. There, it. There's people that carry that. And there's some people that are the as cool that are the same as they are at the venue that they than they are. But outside. right before they step out that mm -hmm. curtain, they're a totally different person yep. when they walk behind the curtain. They're like, hey man, how you doing? Yeah, hey, yeah. you want to go get food afterwards? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I get it, but it's a yeah. I wish extreme I, unfortunate. I hate situation. I hated the situation when it happened. Uh, I think that. I don't know if he's just had time had time to reflect on it. Say ACH is watching this right now. What would you say to him? What would you say to ACH? I think that understanding – I don't – I'm not even going to say it was a mistake. Understanding the over-exaggeration is your first step. Mm -hmm. and, and I think now now that you understand it, you've gotten there once. The, in wrestling, there's there's you never say never. Like, there's never – That's – There's the, never the – like, I don't think anybody outside of a few people have been blackballed from WWE. You can especially. I don't say think that he. With, and I don't think he will. I don't I think, think he's it was, blackballed. It was a. It was yeah. a. It was a. It was a situation that 
was mishandled by their marketing team, A. And then I I, I don't even say I want to say he over exaggerated. I think that he just he put his did he go about it the he wrong put way? his effort into the wrong pe- into the wrong right okay places right to make sure that they understood how right how racist or wrong this don't was a- don't attack the bosses well just don't like you can't you like I, I mean you can't publicly attack a company yeah and, he and think that they're just gonna be like oh yeah we fucked up right that's right, not how right. it works I don't care if they did I don't care how wrong it was. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you are willing to take that step, you are willing to give up everything. And if and if that's where he is, if he's willing to listen, I'm calling them out. I think I really do think that it was not the company, it was one person. I think that's what I was I think saying it was one originally. person that either misunderstood the con- the consequences of what he they were going to put out or one person that yeah. had it out for him and and just Fucked him over. And I think, or not think, when we were talking and you say going through the proper channels. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to add on to that. I don't think it was a WWE thing as much as it was a individual. Yes. Like it was an and individual was, that did and the shirt listen, and can, it was just not a. And you can cool say move. from a realistic perspective, is, is, is there racism in the world? Yes. <laughs> Do I think that. There was some racism placed in the release of this shirt, possibly. But also, you can show all the emails you want. Shit gets lost in translation. Yes, it does. In any business, at any point in time, not having to do with shirts, not having to do with the fucking policies of a company. Yeah. Shit gets lost in translation. Con- it, it loses its context. So it's taken out of context, it could, especially it could in simply, emails, too. I don't know. No, no, I will... It could simply, I think, him calling Hunter, and I don't know. I don't know if he has this ability. Calling Hunter and say, "Listen, Hunter, the shirt that you released, you need to take it down. It's racist. It's blackface. We need to sit down and have a conversation about this mm-hmm. the next time that you're either at the PC or at the NXT tapings because right. I do I do not appreciate it." Right. And they take that shit down, and he he has that conversation. They figure out where the fuck up was in the system. And whoever is involved, whoever is responsibility responsible for that fuck up, yep. they need to get fired. Yep, that's how it should have happened. Yep, that's what. And I was gonna say, I feel like Hunter is the kind of guy that you can go to, like, hey, we need to get this settled. I feel like Hunter would take the time out and be like, whoa, let's see what we got going on here. What, what's going on? I, f- I don't, I don't I, think I he like would. I've had one conversation with him in my life. Yeah, and he seems like a genuine, like a nice guy. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think when it comes to something like that. If you're that big of a company, you're a publicly traded company, when there's any accusation of racism in in their company, you have to take it seriously. You have to do the proper yeah, channels. Yeah. They have an HR department. You have to follow. But yeah. that needs to happen before you just go off yeah, publicly yeah. about a company and how the whole company's racist, Vince is racist, Hunter's racist. Like they I mean, I'm one of my biggest fears about being in management of anything is that somebody else does something and it falls on me. Right, yeah. And, like, because I, I could have no idea what what happened. And then you're kind of blindsided. And like, you're blindsided. What? And then you can get tagged, just like he could get tagged for being, like, trying to play the racist card for doing all this. Right. Like, he can get tagged for that by what, how he did it. 
Now, and once again, I'm not saying he should. I'm saying right. I, I I believe that he had a point in what he was trying to make. He, I believe he, he had, had he was justified right. in his anger and yeah. his point that he was trying to make. Yeah. Once again, my my thought process is he should have went through different channels. And I think if he had people that I think I mean I don't know. I mean I don't I haven't talked and to we him. Weren't, that's what and we weren't there. Say. We haven't had the conversation. But with him. all it takes is you put out one video, and, that and thousands of people like it. And you feel, and, and it gives you that false sense yep. that, like I said, you're you're a warrior for this cause, right? Yep. And you, you lose all sense. You lose all sense of con- of consequences. Yep. And once you once you take that route and you choose that route, you have to accept consequences that happen to you. Yeah. And and I don't I don't care if he's black, white, Chinese, Mexican, anything. Like yeah. I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you publicly call out the company that pays you hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, you are going to get fired. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they they don't they have enough people outside of that company. They can bring right in. They well they they have enough people outside that company. They're trying to tear it down. Yeah. They do not need somebody on the inside trying to tear it. Right. Down. And on that point, you just don't want to like you said when you don't want to you don't want somebody to attack within. I mean, if I'm like honestly. If that was happening at my company, I'm like, hey, man, you should have came to me about this. But that, now well, you've gone on social media, and there are social media policies within every job that says not to do that. That you need, Like you've been saying, go through the proper channels, talk to us, we will solve it. But when you attack the company, that becomes a whole other deal then. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying – I'm just saying if you're on the inside, you have access to the proper you channels. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's do. what – I mean, and once again – with all that said, I love ACH as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I love Albert as a person. Mm-hmm. I want every I want everything to work out for him because he deserves it because he's busted his ass. And when I and he is legit. If he was a mediocre wrestler and he was lucky to get to WWE, yeah. then it'd be one thing. Yeah, like just go make your money on the indies. But and, he's not. And live. But he's, he's not. not. He's, he's one of the most good. talented people <laughs> in professional wrestling. Yeah, and he proved that with his short run in NXT. Yeah. And I think that he had, he left a lot on the table. That's why I I think if he does it right, he understands where the mistake was. But he handles he un, but he understands that he was right in his thought process, just right. wrong yeah. in his delivery in his in his process, right? In his process of ex, his execution of addressing the problem. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. That, like I I think there I don't think it is out of the realm of possibility for him to sit down and have a, have a conversation yeah. with somebody and get back to that and then pick up where he <clears> left <throat> off. I want, when I see him again, I don't even want a conversation about wrestling. I just want to, like, I want to talk to him about some nerd shit. Yeah. That, that's oh, he will. That's what I'm saying. He's obviously a big Dragon Ball Z fan. I've seen mm-hmm. that. He wears their gear to the ring and stuff. So yes. I definitely want to see, like, where he is on that. So, but I mean, besides that, that was a, that's a pretty good topic. But yeah, so there, there's a ACH, there's a lot. I love you. Keep going strong. Keep your head up. It'll all work out in the end. What he said. <laughs> Topic number two. All right, so. That last topic was pretty fun. Yes. Well, more serious than fun, but this one's going to be a little bit more uh, businessy and fun at the same time because mm-hmm. there's there's two aspects of it. Uh, the fun part is Becky Lynch is pregnant. 
Yeah. Um, she don't look pregnant, though. <laughs> she don't look it. So that's my thing. She's yeah. she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, great moment on Raw. Dude, that's, that's, well, I'll, I'll get whenever you ask me my opinion on it, I, I'll yeah. talk about the Raw moment. So the Raw moment, it was pretty awesome. I read about it. I haven't physically watched it. Oh, um, you haven't watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I've on. read about it. And you have to realize I am doing a lot of stuff at the house right now. Um, but a uh, great moment from what I've read. And but th- this this situation is quite awkward because you have somebody that you are building, mm-hmm. like Becky Lynch. She's had it from WrestleMania of last year in the Triple Threat when she beat Charlotte, Charlotte and mm-hmm. Rousey. You went all the way over here, and then you had your next WrestleMania match. You're still the champion, and you beat uh, Baszler. Which is supposed to be the next up and comer, mm-hmm. and you have that storyline that's about to shape out. Yep. But now you drop the bomb. Hey, I got a baby in me. Mm-hmm. Now this changes the entire complex of storylines. I feel. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. Uh... You have. To, I also think about this. Somebody like Seth too, uh-huh. who is a major piece on Raw. Mm-hmm. So. And I, and we're, we're not going to get very WWE on this because it's about to get very indie here in a second too. Because mm-hmm. the the thing that I'm saying is, you have somebody like Seth, mm-hmm. who's a major role. He's going to want to spend time with that baby probably for the first year when it's born. So he's going to yeah. be gone for a while. So I think he'll just have a lighter travel schedule. So let, let's talk this. <clears throat> Congratulations! Definitely. That's an awesome moment. This is the biggest, um, the biggest journey you're gonna have on your life yeah raising a kid uh i don't foresee seeing becky in action anytime soon no well i mean Probably i think they're two years you read the problem i mean yeah she's gonna be gone if, if she ever comes back that's yeah if she ever the, comes back yeah i think she's i think her i was i read, that's a I read minimum a, too. i read pieces of the people article they released i think her due date's in december wow okay so. and and that's the just congratulations, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats, Seth. So let's get into business. Uh-huh. You have somebody you're pushing really hard. You're trying to build them up like, like they were doing. Yeah. What do you do after this? This kind of sucks because... Uh, well, I mean, I think... I don't necessarily know that it sucks as bad as you think it would. For me, it seems like it would really suck. If I was... Doing well, I mean, to be fair, too, I would always have a plan B, yeah, and <laughs> plan B about <laughs> pregnancy, yeah. Um, like you always would have a plan B as a producer, yeah. booker, and stuff like that. So I, I can see that, but it just really sucks. Like, you're like, man, we're really rolling here, shit. Now uh, we gotta just go to our plan B. I'd, I mean, I'd rather my plan A, everybody wants their plan A to go to, to work, yeah, but now you got this plan B, so. What what's your what's your move as a? I think that it. Well, first off, if you when you watch the raw moment, it was one of the most like it's a, the one of the most genuine raw moments I've seen in a long time. Yeah, maybe since Edge's retirement. Oof. Or Edge's retirement, up, or man. Roman, or Roman when he left. That was hard. Kids. And like you watch it, but in, like you like if you, if you are a passionate wrestling fan, you watch those moments and you want to like you feel the 
the need. The need to cry. Yeah. Like, you feel the emotion just going around you. Yeah. And this is, like, when I watched it, when she's doing the whole promo, you, you know something's going on. And then, like, I thought it was... different. I thought it was weird, like, when... Which I don't know if Asuka knew before. So, from what I've read, Asuka did not know. Okay. That they just well, told... The, they basically told... From what I understand, they, they told basically Asuka told they Asuka... Get, she was getting the belt. No. Oh. No, apparently that was not planned either. Oh. The whole point of it was, go out there, mm. and Becky's going to guide you through it. Okay. That's even better. So... Like, you know something's going on because she's crying when she's trying to talk. And I think she was struggling. Like, this was my take as a producer. She was struggling so much trying to get it out that they went ahead and pushed Asuka out. Yeah. Because Asuka's music hits out of nowhere. Right. And she comes out. And then that kind of gets Becky back on track of, like, listen, I know you didn't know when you grabbed this title. You thought it was a contract in it, but it's not here. I got the combination. And she opens it, and it's the title. Yeah. She's like, here's the title. Well, then, the reason I I believe that Asuka didn't know <clears throat> is because Asuka, <clears throat> sorry, Asuka. He's getting choked up, boys. No, I'm not. Girls. <laughs> that, that's why T's starting to hit me. No, but uh, <laughs> but Asuka, like, runs around the arena like, I champion, I champion, I champion, like, for, like, two minutes. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay, this is, and then she comes back. And that's when she does the, you go be a warrior, I'm going to go be a mom. Yeah. But dude That's a good the, phrase. The Great genuine quote. like what do I, I don't want to explain it. Like love that you see in Oscar's eyes. Yeah. Is oh. So that to oh, me Oh, like now I can now I feel like I want to get worked up about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's just like these people like with wrestlers, especially in WWE, you forget that they're human beings. You really like, do you're you so, look at them as you're so used to them being their characters. That like when they until they do these little behind the scenes things or these little documentaries like they're doing yeah. for the Undertaker, yep. that's when you get to see like the real person. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But to see them in character, like that announcement happen, and to be and people. like yeah, just to be people and and, and it's like, like somebody re- like telling, you said, I need to watch it. <clears throat> it's like watching somebody tell one of their best friends that they're having a baby. Right. Yeah. 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 Then and it's on national and it's on TV and you see like er, nothing else matters like nothing else yeah. matters and Oscar's right. like really what? a baby <laughs> and then they just they hug and they're both crying and they're both yeah and yeah. she's like really really it's super like, yeah. awesome like how and it's just like the fact that they made that that whole moment like so pure and what's even better about is it like is like kudo- whoever made that call kudos you think because I don't know. Maybe Becky. Maybe. But I it's for them to not tell Asuka and let them go out. And people forget like Becky and Asuka came up through NXT together. See, that's what I wanted to point out was it makes that moment so much better because they came up at the same time. Yeah. And that makes it so much better exactly. that they were in NXT and together and then now they're like for that, I wanted to put that out there for that. Like, that is one of the probably, that will go down as one of the top moments in 2020 overall. Oh, it might be the moment right yeah. now. I mean, right, it's, right I mean, now. I think by, by the end, I don't know that anybody can top it because it's, they've been searching for so long. And I, and I, and I, I hate it from a career perspective that Becky's pregnant and she's got to walk away. But from a life perspective, 
it's amazing. Like it's beautiful. And it's amazing. I really don't want to see Becky step away from the company or the business, the industry, just because I really like Becky. Yeah. I really like her since she's been doing the man thing. It's way more believable mm-hmm. than when she was the first draft pick on SmackDown a while ago. And even then, I was a big Becky fan, but I was like, she just missing something. Well, she found something. it. But what I, the reason that I don't think that it's uh, like trouble for WWE is because I think that she had enough time to find her gimmick, find, find her stride, and she's been running at that stride for a long time. And but um, I think that her, I think that her dominance has come at the expense of other wrestler, other female wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, yeah, and, and I definitely felt. I mean, I have said this mm-hmm. to you how many times about Lesnar. Yeah. I do not like that Lesnar, and we're not going to get on that rant. But I have, if you know me, I cannot stand that Lesnar is even champion. He needs to be. I understand that he can be champion. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But he doesn't need to be champion for set amount of time and not be on the show and not giving people chances. Like yeah. I'm not a fan of that. But with yes, I, I do agree with Becky holding the title for so long and some of these people, you know, with their careers, it, it mm-hmm. would really help them out. But it seems like they have been transitioning regardless of Becky having or let me start over. They have been transitioning into these other females mm-hmm. on building their characters while yeah. Becky has been having like look at Liv Morgan. Yeah. They're working a lot with her right now. Yeah. And I am genuinely impressed with her, like her new work. Like she's yeah. changed her I character think and stuff that like that. When you have somebody, this is from a business perspective. We're taking the whole the reason she's leaving for pregnancy yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. From a business perspective, when you have somebody that gets as popular and as big as Becky, mm-hmm. you can't defeat her until you ha- knowingly have somebody that can carry that ball. Now it even makes and, it so much better. Well, now that she had to step away without anybody defeating her, A, when she when and if she does return, she's going to be even bigger than she was before she left. Oh, yeah. B, you have just opened the door to like a wide open highway of fit trying to figure out who's going to be the next person to carry the women's division. Yeah. Because I don't think, I think that they have pushed Charlotte so much that she can't. Yeah. Like she's good. We, we've talked she's about her being on NXT. We yeah. talked about that. But she, she's good. She's one of the best in, but she just, she, Dave, I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like they've, pushed her so much trying to make her I mean she didn't need help when she first got there but the storylines that she's been in and the flip flopping and the her beating every person that she can yeah. and almost going into a Charlotte match and saying Charlotte's going to win like when she fought it's, like, like we've said before when she fought Rhea mm-hmm. and she beat her I'm like you had Ripley. You had the ability. Running through. You had the ability like, to make something. Yeah. And instead, you tried to put more eyes Survivor on the Series product. is a huge, huge turning point for her. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that the War Games, a mm-hmm. huge turning point. She, yeah. Rhea beat the best women on the roster. Then she beat, uh, excuse me, she beat the best people on the main rosters. Mm-hmm. Well, main rosters. Then she dominated in war game she beat the champion mm-hmm. it just sucks that she went and 
and Charlotte did the thing, and I agree because now it's like she's well, being. Well, now you have to find somebody outside of Charlotte to build to carry so, to carry Baszler this women's division. I think Baszler has. I need you a to get few, me on that train. I just cannot get on her. I train, think she dog. has a few more pieces to find. I don't think it's anything that. She is where Becky was before Becky got her face busted up by Nia Jax. That's where Basler oh, is. Oh, yeah. I think Basler, whether it be act by accident, written, there is a, a moment that needs to happen in her run where it just transitions. I think they've tried to artificially do it with her biting the neck Hated that. in blood. Like, but you can't, you can't artificially do that. Yeah. The turning point for Becky, I don't care what anybody says, the turning point for her character is when Nia Jax punched her in the face. And she, and she had blood everywhere, and she went up into the stands, and she stood there with her hands out, like, what do you got now with blood and a broken <laughs> yeah, nose? Yeah, love like, that. That, you can't write Thank that. Thank God she was wearing a SmackDown shirt, too. Yeah. Like, oh, but, well, you can't write, it like, accentuates that, the blood on her face. I don't care the biggest stars. Wait, like you go back. Yes, it was SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back to Austin, the turning point for Stone Cold Steve Austin's character was the WrestleMania 13 when he got busted open and Bret Hart put him in that sharpshooter and he was looking camera. up screaming with the blood going down his face and on his teeth. Yeah. Like you can't you can't write that shit. Like it, it, <laughs> like this something I think Basler where she is is she's talented enough to be one of the top girls. She's talented enough to carry it, mm-hmm. but she, there's something that needs to naturally happen in a match, in a storyline, whether it be legit or not. Like I think, and I, and I almost think that it has to. You ha, it just has to naturally happen. Like it's yeah. just something. That, like you just continue. You continue building her. Continue pushing her um, until that happens. And if if it doesn't happen, then it wasn't meant to be. Right. And I think the one thing that you know we're talking about what she's missing, what she needs. Mm-hmm. We have not seen her be face yet. I think that's something that we need to see and see. And I I know you're like eh, but. We've seen everything she can do as a heel. Yeah. I want to see if she can play a face. And there's some wrestlers, you know, they say a true wrestler can play both sides no yeah. matter what. But the thing is, well, I mean, Ran- I let's think. Let's put that... it this way Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. I love him as a face, love him even more as a heel. Yeah. Um, MJF. I don't ever want to see him face. <laughs> yeah. But I think Basler or Basler, I want to see what she can work with when she's a face. Like, how 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 well she is in that scenario. Yeah. I guess that's just for me what I want to see her do. Mm-hmm. Um, her mic skills aren't bad. Her yeah. her and and the thing they're is they're not like, great either. They're not great either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also I love her uh, in ring work. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. It's yes, super good. She can it's remember like it's she believable. Yes, yeah, she can remember everything in there. Mm-hmm. She it is believable. I, I, yeah, thank you for saying that because it is. Um, I really want to see. I just, I just don't like you said. What is there that she? What does she need? I think it's a moment. Like she needs that moment, whether yeah. it be like getting busted open and fighting through it, whether it be uh, like her, hurting, uh, like getting hurt. Her, her. Thing. I mean, I knock on wood. I don't wish this on anybody. Yeah. But like her twisting her ankle. And coming back stronger. Well, than no, ever. like twisting, like say twisting, just because twisting a twisted ankle you can get over in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, like nothing crazy. Like say she twists her ankle in a match and she's trying to get up, she can't. 
And uh, then the referee's like, okay, we're going to call it. And she's like, no, we're not. Like, not in a, not in a storyline sense. Yeah. In a no. And she pushes the referee off and gets up and she limps through the rest of the match. Yeah. And yeah. people see, like, oh, this She'll chick's... She'll fight through anything. This chick's legit. Yeah. Like, then... Like, it's just something like that. Like, and then it could, it could be all somebody it does like Charlotte. Is trigger. Or yeah. not, not Charlotte. Let's do, let's say we have Asuka. Say it's Asuka and Baszler. Well, I think, no, I think Asuka is who you build the women's division around now. Because the reason I, I firmly believe that the reason they couldn't carry the Asuka from NXT to the Asuka of WWE was because of Becky Lynch. You think so? Because not Becky, because of Charlotte? No. I think so that Charlotte. I think they used Charlotte because Charlotte was a heel then. To get the heat on her. To get the heat, yeah. But I think they were that that was I'm not sure my timetables, but I I think that they felt Becky building, and if Becky was going to go beat like Ronda, mm-hmm. and then just go on that run, yeah. Then there, why why would you build somebody that's unbeatable? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and you, you, you want and I you think, want them to seem unbeatable, mm-hmm. but you know they can be. Beatable. And I think they gave Oscar this whole uh, tag team deal with yeah. Kari, Kari Sane, and I think she's ran with it. And I feel like she that had, they, I yeah. feel like that they now they've like they're like okay, we knew Oscar was a hard hitter, and uh, could could have a good match. But now she's opened up this whole new door of her doing comedy stuff and dan- doing the dancing yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, now we see what she's capable of. Yeah. So I think that was that was one of the reasons she won the money in the bank, especially if they knew that they were going to give her the belt. Yeah, yeah. But like now that she has the belt, she can just start just Say beating above, people. Somebody like Asuka, it's funny because anytime I have anybody that watches uh, that doesn't watch wrestling mm-hmm. and they see Asuka, they're like, She's really freaking cool. Yeah. And, and she's marketable. She, oh, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, j- just uh, like somebody like... She's like a cartoon character. Yeah. Okay, so she's an anime character, yeah. basically. And we were having a conversation in my uh, nerd group. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about um, Asuka because the, a, somebody drew a picture of Asuka with a title waving... And then it was uh, Becky and Seth walking away, and they're waving yeah, and stuff I saw like that. that. And then um, they somebody said, "Oh, Oscar, she's the she's the big anime f- uh, fan, right?" And mm-hmm. then literally, there's like Everybody. seven or eight people that don't watch wrestling, and like, "Oh, Oscar's so awesome." She's and I'm like, "How do you yeah. know Oscar?" They're like, "Oh, she's like really big into comic cons and anime." It's uh-huh. just like people that you think that would be famous mm-hmm. or that can have. That that marketability, mm-hmm. um, Xavier Woods. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. He's a lot bigger than people think. Yeah. He's super big, and like you were saying, people that you can build, mm-hmm. Oscar's perfect because people that don't even watch wrestling know who she is. So if they're sitting there watching wrestling, like, oh, she's the champ. That's cool. I'm gonna watch it because she's the champion. Yeah. It's easy to bring people in when you have somebody that they can relate to. Definitely, and I think like, maybe that's why I don't connect with Baszler. Yeah. Maybe just because I don't like UFC. Oh no, an unpopular opinion. Don't care for it. Not a fan mm-hmm. of it. Well, I mean, I think that Oscar is the next one they need to give the ball to and let her run with it. Um, I think Basler with time will be will be the one. I think. So too. I think Ripley with time will be the one. I think it's yes. I think Ripley's going to be the next big thing. But, but Ripley, the- but Ripley's a lot like Charlotte. 
she's tall, she's lanky, she hits hard. Yeah, she it's believable. These, she can do Her these cool moves. Yeah. So, so about, I mean, um, what about you? You're you're at the desk and your girl walks up. Mm-hmm. Savannah Evans. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm pregnant. And she and was why, your, you, why are you putting that on Savannah? Hey, I'm sorry, man. It's it's, for example purposes. Yeah, example purposes. I'm um, using her because she's my favorite no, female in that's, the Indies. It's, I, I'll use the same, even though it's a different circumstance, the same concept is we spend six months building Tracer X and Drew Adler. And then we finally yeah. put the belts on them. And that was then, we, then we get a text moment or a text, a text moment, a text message uh, about Drew having to have hip surgery. Right, yeah. And yeah. so you're like, man, we had so much, so much we could do with them. Not knowing any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing them lose them, lose the titles immediately. Mm-hmm. I had such a sour taste in my mouth. I was like. We we went back and forth for weeks. I'm sure. On yeah. what, like what we could do. And God bless, if we would have known all this was going to happen, <laughs> then we wouldn't have had them drop the belt. Right, but. yeah, yeah. And. Obviously, you know, for me, when I saw it, my first reaction was to be a fan and be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But at the second, my, my my second thought was, all right, something's going on. Yeah. There, there's a reason because they do not do but this But my first, like the first thing that I told Drew was, let's figure out how to get you out like how many well first off when when you're doing it okay i can do the next show the next shows are fine i just can't do anything after that i'll be out for six eight eight months after that yeah <clears throat> and i said okay so f- first order of business is we need to get you out on top like get you out with people want missing you mm-hmm. so that was the reason for the attack and the and the heat seekers hurting him right right um then so you put he so he gets injured from a storyline perspective. Yeah, because fr- wrestling fans don't know that he has a like it's a genetic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you've put yourself in position for when he comes back, he has somebody to go after. So you he, when he comes back, a they were on top when he left, so he's gonna get he's gonna be even more popular when he comes when back. When he comes back, yeah, yeah, always. If you do it right, they're always more popular. Yeah, when they it's come harder back. to build somebody when they're at the bottom. Yeah, and they didn't have a pop. And yeah, Corey Hollis went out as the most hated person in, in PWX <laughs> and yeah. came back as the savior for the, like, came back at Royal Rumble. Yeah. And was a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, that was, <laughs> when he, people were like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, no, he wasn't. He was a heel, my fault, because he choked out Harlem. And then, but then we turned him to a face. But people, but people like legitimately cheered when he came up, like when he, yeah, yeah, when he yeah, came out. yeah. So like, no matter what, where you stand, but the uh, the easiest way to go about it is have a reason for them to go out, so they can come back when they come back, come back on top, so that well they can come back for it with a purpose, right? And so you, it doesn't really. So that's why, I like, you don't really th- see it no. as a roadblock, no. You see it more as an there's, opportunity. Yeah, there's, there's like you have to understand that life happens. Like life, there's yeah. life outside of wrestling. Absolutely. And that ninety nine point nine percent of the time, even though if you're in WWE, wrestling pays your bills, mm-hmm. life outside of wrestling means so much more to you than life inside the wrestling right, right. bubble. And that's that's something that I pondered for a while, and I spoke to my brother about you know 
like, you know, bouncing ideas off of mm-hmm. each other. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, I really feel like this could be a huge opportunity for the... That was my first thought. Yeah. This is a huge opportunity for the other women. Well, that's that's how you but present my, it. That's how you present it to the rest of the talent is like, listen. That's what I would have done, yeah. That's I'm like, like, Becky, I'm over the moon proud or proud of you and happy for you and Seth and like you whatever you need to do whatever time you need mm-hmm. go if you need anything at all just give us a call yep and uh like we'll take care of you and uh, if if you after when you're ready if you feel like coming back the doors open yeah like we were more than willing to work with you Absolutely. And, and to work with the schedule with you and all this and then the second i would go to after she announced it and did the article and all that i would have a meeting with all of the like listen one one person's blessing it can be another person's opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So Becky has to go. That leaves the door wide open for somebody to take over that yep. spot. Remember. And that. then once again, when after she has that baby and she is the mother and she decides if, if, she, if, and when she decides to come back to wrestling, she, you don't owe her a spot. You owe, you like, if you, if, if you're morally like, if you're doing everything morally right, right. You, you would owe her a job. Right, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, so, yeah. yes, here's yep. your job, but you have to work to get that spot back. So, let's... Because the two years or three years that you've been gone, X person has worked their ass off to get, take carrying, your spot. They've been carrying, they've been this, carrying this company yeah. or carrying yeah. this division. So, now it's your turn to return back to where you were. Right. And that's on her. So, let's let's do this. This is what we'll end with. Okay. Um, with this topic. We have... Um, do you think Becky comes back? Yes or no? Uh, yes. This is full time, not part time. Does she come back full time? Yes, but it's going to be like probably two and a half years. That's what I was thinking. I I say yes because I think that desire is going to oh, be yeah. there still. When you when you and have to leave when you, when you have you to leave, leave something you're passionate yeah about yeah. before you're ready to leave. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could completely be wrong. I could it could be another right. Trish Strata, Trish Strata situation as you become a mom. Let me tell and you that one or Beth Phoenix hit hard yeah i was surprised they're like oh yeah this is her last match ever i'm like this isn't her last match ever it was her yeah. last match not ever, i mean but yeah, yeah. But she's come back but not, never full time yeah yeah and i was and it might and i mean and i could be completely wrong i think i think that she's young enough and uh it's been like it's been tested and people are successful at being able to work in WWE and have kids Oh yeah, you see their kids in the back all the yeah. time. So, so I mean, it's it's. I wish the best for Becky, honestly, and I want to see her back. Becky is my favorite female wrestler besides Rhea in mm-hmm. WWE. Um, now, if it was Kushida, I'd be like, damn, that's my girl in AEW. Oh yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she's awesome. So I, I think no, that would like, hit me a little bit harder. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome for Becky and Seth. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I and I'm and I love the fact that they. I mean, this is speaking from a wrestling perspective, that they're going to be able to have a kid. Like they're not going to run their whole career and then retire and then go start a family. Right. Like yeah, they're yeah. young it's and the mid- their bodies yeah. aren't just completely tore up to the point where they can't play with a kid and do all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that perspective, like from the point in life, whether it was planned or not. Like you can speak on this, this just was, recently, yeah, yeah, because I am old and 
My back hurts when I have to. Pick well, up talking about all, talking about you having a kid, but that's the way he took it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, it's a life changer. So it is like. But I, I feel, but a kid, especially making money the way WWE superstars and Becky on top makes money. One thing having a kid does is it makes it give it gives you the desire to provide for them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if that's if that's what you do to provide for yourself then that desire is going to be there to go do that again, do it again. to provide a unbelievable lifestyle for Absolutely. your, your yeah, kid yeah, that you yeah. have. So that might be another driving point, but I mean, so, damn, some people have, some people have kids and be like, I don't want to do anything but be a mom to this kid. And they stick by that. And if they right, do that, yeah. they listen, what I tell everybody, I haven't looked at this camera at all. I don't think once this whole time. <laughs> well, I'm about to look at this camera and tell them something. But uh, yeah, if, well, no matter what you do in life, or how much money you make in life, at least do what you love doing. Yeah. Like, and, and if you love being a mom or a dad and you want to stay home and you can afford to, do that. And I think we can take away from this is uh, someone's blessing is your opportunity. Yes. Like, that. that's what it really boils down to. Yep. Take the opportunity when it's, it's given. A blessing. It's a blessing for her. Yep. But it's an opportunity for the rest of that women's roster. Literally the entire talent pool. Yep. So... Damn, we went a little bit longer on that one than I thought. Yeah, we've already filled our time with two subjects. Well, let's let, uh, next topic is going to be pretty fun. Right. Send it to him. Topic number three. All right, so we're back. That was a little fun topic that we had. Wasn't a roadblock, but no. let's talk about roadblocks in general with people. Okay. Let's talk about like like rivalries. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was no. lost for like three <laughs> seconds there. He doesn't know how to segue, apparently. So. Nope. That segue left me behind. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk about rivalries. I've had uh, some conversations with people, and I actually saw one on um, a group, on my group, mm -hmm. and they were asking me what my favorite rivalry is. And to be fair, uh, all the rivalries that I saw on there, just they're good rivalries, but I wasn't like, they stuck out. And mm -hmm. for me personally, a rivalry means everything. Yeah. The build, the matches, who's involved, who's not involved directly, who ha was in the rivalry. And you're probably like, what does that mean? Like, I'm with you. Of, I'm like, with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what makes a rivalry so tasty? For me, mm -hmm. I have a few factors, and I'm sure you have a few factors that makes your favorite rivalries mm -hmm. the best. Um, so when that got brought up, I didn't put in my rivalry mm -hmm. because I have two rivalries, one in WCW and one in WWE. I know you're going to use the, the major, major company rivalries. Yeah. Well, these are two that okay. I absolutely love that shaped me when I was a kid. Sting Invader? No. Sting is in it though. Sting. Oh, you remember Sting Invader? I do remember Sting Invader. Yeah, we took the helicopter. They, they beat to the, the dog shit out of each other. Took the helicopter to the mountain. <laughs> yeah. um, so my number one rivalry all time. I just wish the effing match was so much better, but it was dog crap. Oh, I know what you're saying. Oh, I got you. Uh, Sting and Hogan mm -hmm. was absolutely the best build ever for a rivalry. A whole year, no touching, no nothing. Yeah, Holy the build Christ. was amazing. The match was. <laughs> And it, what really sucks is I've heard multiple wrestlers speak on that rivalry. Mm -hmm. They could not figure it out, yeah. even going out. They were still trying to figure the match. Sting was like, just beat me. 
Yeah. That's it. Hogan's like, no, brother, you got to win. That's yeah. the whole point. Sting's like, no, I don't want the title. And to be fair, um, Sting was in a very bad spot. You could tell he lost a lot of weight. He wasn't mm-hmm. almost 300 pounds. He had mm-hmm. lost like 30 pounds of uh, of weight mm-hmm. whenever he was going through it. So there, he was going through a difficult ta- time. That's why he didn't want the belt, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But the the rivalry itself was fantastic. No touching, everything. Oh, yeah. The promos, oh, it was just so beautiful. Uh, another rivalry that I absolutely love that I hate, again, my boy didn't come out on top, but it was just so pure, was Edge versus Cena. Mm-hmm. Edge and Cena had one of the best rivalries because of one moment they went back and forth and you're like oh they really don't like each other and when C- right before cena walks out edge tells him straight up i mean cena's in the middle of the ropes edge says i hate you and Cena's just like what and he's like i i, I hate you mm. i hate your hat i hate your armbands i hate your shirt i hate your stupid funky shoes I hate, I hate your cargo. You all of this stuff a lot more than I do. <laughs> he's like, I hate your cargo shorts, <laughs> or no? He said, I hate your jean shorts. Mm-hmm. I hate your, your your stupid song with its bells. Yeah, and he's like, I hate everything about you. I hate your stupid fans. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> he's just ripping him apart. And to me, that one promo made it that because Edge sells mm-hmm. so well during a promo, and whenever he was selling that. I really felt, as a kid, mm-hmm. that Edge hated Cena. And the reason I believed it is because I hated Cena. So when yeah. he said it, I fed off that so oh, I have such a good one. So well. I was just to answer like, to answer your question, the thing that makes rivalries great also is for, I was gonna say, uh, for me, when the more teasing I'm just gonna stay right here until you okay, finish. Don't, don't you move your lips. You interrupted the fuck out of me. Stop stop moving your lips. Okay, you're good. Teasing. Sorry. Go ahead. What teasing during the rivalries? Yeah, whenever they get like, like that teasing clip. action and not getting it. Yeah, but not week after week after week. Well, the the one common denominator of all great rivalries is believability. Mm-hmm. You believe that the two parties absolutely hate each other mm-hmm. and they want to destroy each other. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, not WCW, not WWE, not AEW. Mine was in Ring of Honor. Okay. And it was the Kings of Wrestling versus the Briscoe Brothers. Okay. And if you've never watched, yes, <laughs> if you've never watched this, it played out through. I have no idea. I get you might be able to watch it on ROH's on demand stuff, but it played out through HDNet when ROH was on HDNet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one one of the big ma- the bigger matches of it was Ring of Honor did one of the first ever eye pay per views that I can think of with uh, Go Fight Live. If people remember that, man, he's throwing shit out. I don't yes, know. Um, and it was at Grady, it was Live? at the Grady Cole Center. It was right. their first ever eye pay per view. Yeah, the Grady Cole Center is called Big Bang, and uh, one I think one of the main events of it was. Uh, the Kings of Wrestling versus the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. And Chris Hero hit Jay Briscoe with, uh, I think it was Jay, with a forearm so hard that he instantly got a concussion and threw up beside the ring. <laughs> Holy and the uh, <clears throat> knowing all participants involved yeah. in this, that I feel like the, the Briscoes by far give the most like 
original and believable promos in the history of wrestling. Right. And uh, the talent level of all four men involved in the story. Like, there wasn't, and the crazy thing is, there wasn't really a story. It was more of like, we hate you, we want your title. That's all and we we're we're the kings. We're not giving you our title. Yeah, and it was just back and forth. And I mean, if you're if you're a like if you love what I call the original Ring of Honor style, mm-hmm. which is not the Ring of Honor style of today, the original Ring of Honor style, and you love Chris Hero, Claudio, which is Cesaro in WWE, yeah, and the Briscoes, like do yourself a favor. There might be a video on YouTube. I should have done my research that like uh, this like video package is showing you. The different, and I can't give you all the details. I just know that, like, growing up and watching Ring of Honor through the HD net days when they were going into high pay per views, like, that rivalry was just insane. I want to watch this now. Yes. You've got me, like, so you can, you can, like, you gave us two that you can remember. I gave you one that you can go live. Yeah. That you haven't lived before. Um, one that I can give that. If you want another one, is Steve Carino and Dusty Rhodes in ECW. In ECW, huh? Yes. Okay. That had some, and that was, I feel like that was a bit, that was awesome. It didn't last really, it didn't last very long. Yeah. But those two guys, Steve, Steve Carino and Dusty, are two wrestlers and people that can create moments out of anything. Mm hmm. And I think that's what made that so stellar is that those the moments of that rivalry were so insane that uh You yeah. just felt it. Yeah. You, you could just, like even it. watching it through the shitty ECW videotapes. One I had was um before uh during TNA's good run mm-hmm. was uh Joe and Angle. Yeah. My God, dude. That made Joe. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching Joe, and I'm like, oh, Samoa Joe's kind of cool. But then, you know, Kurt came from WWE, and he's in a way smaller uh, company, and that's like what AEW was, yeah. is now. And I just remember really liking Joe, and I really, really liked Kurt mm-hmm. when he came out there, and the headbutt. Yeah. The headbutt sold it. Oh, because yeah. I remember reading... When Kurt hit Joe, and, and Kurt Kurt said, "Well, we're already in the moment," so I just fed off of it, and yeah. he said, "Joe fed off of it," and he said, "My first ins- my instinct was, where's Joe?" And he said he went back there and he's looking, he's looking, he's looking, he's like, "I've got to apologize. He's going to kill me." Yeah. And he said he went to Joe, and it was by like, by the way, Small Joe is one of the nicest people I have ever met right. in my entire life. They said that. And I have I have had one five hour conversation with him at a WrestleCon, <laughs> and it was one of the most genuine, like this is one of my favorite conversations I've had in my life. Yeah, yeah, with a it, with oh, talent, huh? So no, it just in in, in, in life. General. Oh, like, okay. One of my one of my favorite conversations with a human being I've ever had in yeah. my entire life. And like I will never have a bad thing to say about. Kurt Joe. said that when he finally found Joe, mm-hmm. he's like, I am so sorry. And Joe, they said, and Kurt said Joe looked up at him and was just like. What are you talking about? They ate that up. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. So if we have to do that every week, yeah. I ain't Game on. about it. Yeah. And that that was a good one. That, that, that was a good rivalry because it made Joe. Said, it made I'm glad you Joe. said that because I was gonna lead up into that. It it made Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you have to realize I didn't watch a lot of indie wrestling growing up. So a mm-hmm. lot of my stuff is from WCW, yeah. WWE, TNA, and stuff like that. Um, but that that was probably another one another of my good throwback ones. from Impact or TNA was uh, God, what was it was America's Most Wanted and. Uh, mm. Christopher Daniels and Alex Skipper. I can't remember their names. I think it was Sex. Canada? No, no, no. no. It was like Sex or something. It was like, it was some like, uh, that's right. Elix Skipper left that to go to the Team Canada thing. Yeah. Well, no. Elix Skipper wasn't in Team Canada. Yes, he was. Was he? Oh. But, uh, that, that gave us the amazing footage of Elix Skipper walking the tightrope on top of the cage and doing the Hurricane Rana. It's insane. What is, and I was going to say, that is one of the best moments. I mean, because when you watch it, you watch Daniels. Flip, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh. But then when you watch other footage, when you're watching Skipper, mm-hmm. you're like, oh. Yeah. Damn, he had to protect himself off of that because he was in the most danger of anybody. Oh, yeah. Walking, He's doing a backflip back off of the top of a 15 cage. 15 feet down. <laughs> it, it, it's wild. And that's a great rivalry, man. That yeah. is so good. Um, you know, there, there's moments that get lost in years because you just don't revisit them. Mm-hmm. And when you show old foot, like promos, like, like Ric Flair and Jay Lethal. Yeah. That was an awesome promo they had Those that moments. built that rivalry. Yeah. It's like, it's weird because some rivalries are made for, for the story that was told. Some of them are made for moments that they created. So one that I get pointed, uh, one that I talk about a lot is Ray and Eddie. Not yeah. CW, but in WWE, when they did, they, yeah. there, there's dog shit storylines yes. that make that two superstars make the storyline worth a damn. Yeah, and it's because Ray and Eddie told the story extremely well, yep. but the storyline of custody of a child, yeah, garbage. And I, this who's the talent of Ray and Eddie. Exactly, and I've had this conversation. Somebody said, "Unfortunately, that was a thing." I'm like, "No." You did. Fortunately, that was For, a thing. Fortunately, it was a thing. Unfortunately, the booking was the way yeah, it was. Because it shows that Ray and Eddie, no matter the storyline, they can run with it. That also that also the is a perfect example of there. people that are best friends, right? Working together. One of the most popular T-shirts ever came out of that. I'm Which your one? poppy. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were wearing it when Eddie passed. Yeah, like. Oh, what a, what a shirt! But when you, when you talk rivalries, I love 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 teasing, and mm-hmm. I love like you said the believability. I yeah. like that you said that because I, I I fully believe in the believability. Yeah. Because if I don't care about the characters and they're not telling a good story, then why do I care? Yeah. Well, I think even even if the characters aren't on base, for instance, like I hated the. I don't want to say I hate it. I like the Matt Hardy. I can't die, or I won't die. The deal whenever he got fired because of the Lita Edge thing. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh Edge and but Hardy. Edge and yeah. I mean, and, but when he came back, and even though they, from from what everybody was been told and what they've always said is they agreed that they would work stiff, but they're not going to hurt each other because of right. the situation. Yeah. Like think about how much draw power that match had, and it was simply because people knew the real story. And I the believe the believability that they were going to get in there and beat the shit out of each other, yeah, like sold so many pay per views. You know, people in, Austin and Rock. I didn't watch it. What do you feel mm-hmm. about Austin and Rock? You like greatest yeah. of all time? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, at least one. And and I think that 
maybe not because of the stories that were told, mm-hmm. just because of the level of talent that was in the ring at one time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Rock and Hogan did that one match at WrestleMania. Yeah. But like there's certain people they could stand a handful for 10 minutes. It's a handful of people that their talent level is so extraordinarily high that when you put two of them in a ring at the same time, like no matter what happens, it's, it's epic. It creates an epic moment. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I think that, and then the third stupor, the stupor, the, the third, star. Yeah, you can tell we're, you can tell we're getting it towards the end of this podcast yeah, yeah, where yeah. my coffee's wearing off. <laughs> the third superstar of that match, the Hogan rock match with the fans oh, man. because they made like, they made that moment yeah, in a, in a time, in a day and time now where we don't have any fans. Like if you ever want to watch a, sh- uh, a match that will give you the sense of how important it is to have fans at a wrestling event, say. it's that Rock Hogan match. Yeah, God. what a what a standstill! And they're both looking. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch know, it after we finish recording. This. You you know they feel it. That rivalry, they're just kind of like, they know. Let's give the crowd what they want. Oh let's, yeah, let's suspend this. Moment. Oh yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You got two two of the be- very best, and because you have the, the Rock faces, like, you know, he's checking mm-hmm. it out, and then you have Hogan where he's like. <laughs> oh yeah, beautiful. And they're both doing their thing. Oh, it's it's so beautifully awesome. done. So, those are our topics. I think we had a pretty damn good time. Oh yeah, Jeff, fun driving the ship. I did, I did. I'm gonna let you take control next week, though. <sighs> okay, fine. Unless I find some really good shit. Yeah, that's I'm sure just we will. good shit. That's good <laughs> shit. All right, guys. So as I didn't tell you at the first of the show, you can always message us at Open Forum Show on. Twitter or Facebook backslash Wrestling Open Forum, or if you want to just knock it all out in one click, uh, WrestlingOpenForum.com. Uh, we we send it out, but you are more than welcome at any point in time if you want us to chit-chat about something, a topic or a subject that you'd like to hear us talk about, you're more than welcome to just add us or us hashtag WOF show. So appreciate it again, stopping in, because guess what? We'll be here next week. Next week. Next week. Thank you.